Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, I think we are ready to get this party going. Um, welcome, everyone. I want to thank you so much um, for joining us this evening. Uh, we will be starting this party right away. I think I posted the links everywhere. Well, welcome. Thank you for that welcome, that welcome statement. <laughs> Hallelujah. And um, all right, let me um, see here. Some beautiful things that, um, <laughs> what's up, Michael? How you doing? <laughs> um, I think the Lord has in store for us um, in this upcoming season. Amen. Let me hit record. There we go. Before we kick things off, let me point you all to something beautiful. So here is been the overarching theme that we've been on now for several months. And that's because of our conference, our Open Heavens Conference, a beautiful visitation from the Lord that has hurled us into a place of understanding the necessity um, for sons of God coming, you know, rising up and functioning. Hallelujah. And um, we are also, can I believe everyone can see. Okay, yes, okay, good. I'm the one I can't see. Okay, cool, let me close that window. Sorry, I had a preview window and it was paused, so I thought I was frozen, but I wasn't, so that's good. And um, we've been on this theme for a while, unpacking it and trusting the Lord for not just an unpacking, but a demonstration of these things. We want people that their internal lives, um, their actions, they tamper with the ecosystems of this present age, amen? And this is basically like a, a first foot, foot forward on our journey of covenants that we began beginning of this year when we spoke on the new covenant and the riches that are inside of it, amen? And um, we are moving further. Um, and by moving further, I mean like we're, we're continuing that trajectory in our Watchman Prophetic Conference. Um, the theme for this year's Watchman Conference, I don't have a graphic for it yet, but that theme is Christ, um, the blueprint of the ages. Hallelujah. I love the direction we're going here. Give me one second, y'all. Okay, wasn't too comfortable with my lighting there. Um, but yes. Christ, the blueprint of the future ages, is the direction we're going to be jumping into. And how wonderful that we jump into that as a continuation of the flow we've been on. Hallelujah. Amen. So uh, again, I want to thank you um, so much for joining us today. My name is Francis Seaborn Jr. I'm a member of the Cape Dulum community. Um, I'm behalf of Pastor Francis Seaborn, Pastor Jerry Seaborn, and the rest of the Cape Dulum leadership. I want to thank you so much for joining us this evening. Um, we're trusting the Lord for breakthrough in understanding, Him visiting us in a special way, and overall being supernaturally inspired by the Holy Spirit um, through impartations, through vision, through dreams, through um, the equipping that comes with giftings to go out and do the work of the Lord. Amen. And by the work of the Lord, I mean like laboring in His vineyard. Amen. Uh, we want to um, be laborers that are fruitful, that multiply, right? That replenish the earth, that subdue it. And um, the way this happens really um, is we being diligent, diligence um, um, workmen, as a study to show yourself approved, a workman who needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, amen. We want to make sure that everyone understands the purpose of scripture because we've discovered something beautiful. Um, once the heart of scripture has been located and the purpose has been 
discern successfully, no one needs to keep you accountable per se, apart from things that, you know, struggles that you're dealing with personally, there's this overall, you understand what this thing is about. So no one has to be telling you to do this and to do that. No one is pushing you to do stuff. Amen. You understand why some things need to happen. In fact, you will take time aside to push yourself. Amen. And you, and if you can, if you, if you feel you need accountability, you would take that extra step and get that. I'm sure you get what I'm saying. And with that, you would, you would be able to discern some things. And even if there's foolishness in your heart still, it won't last long, amen? There's so many benefits that we have as believers when it comes to alignment in this fashion, amen? And we are trusting God that everyone will hit, you know, um, there will be a collision uh, with destiny um, as far as like understanding scriptures is, is concerned, um, that in our community, there will be a very strong grip and understanding, the Bible calls this a spirit of might, a firm grip, amen, on the purposes of God as captured in the scriptures with the end goal that we would um, no longer be Christians trying to go to heaven, amen, or Christians waiting for the rapture, or we'll be fully equipped understanding that we are the ones that God is charging with his image and his likeness to fulfill, to control, to steer, to direct, to orchestrate creation and bring alignment, amen? And um, this is no easy task, amen, for this reason, when you begin to study and see all these things, you will see the need for the organic priesthood that we've been speaking about and other, some of our other media expressions. You see the need for um, um, faith, righteousness by faith as something that is not trivial and you know for new babies in the Lord, amen? But it's something that we should be firmly established in as a foundation for this journey, amen, of becoming the image and likeness of God in his fullness. And um, the last one is inheritance. That is the subject matter we are on here in um, um, oh, um, Word for Now, amen? Uh, we have been on this journey. We started off looking at um, dark heritage is supposedly, not really, but we started off looking in that direction. Actually, we started off, Papa pitched us off, amen, pitched us, set us up, amen, on that trajectory. Presently, Matthews um, kind of like broke through in a very practical fashion, digging in the wells of the fathers. And um, when I began to take these sessions, I went in the direction of showing that on the dark side of things, they do not take um, heritage very lightly. They take it very seriously. Now they're disconnected from God, which makes everything I'm saying kind of almost a paradox. I don't know if that's the right word, but really funny. Um, but make no mistake, um, agents of, of, of darkness are not, um, they understand how authority works. When I say authority, I'm talking about God's authority. I mean, um, yeah, well, God's authority, yeah. how that spirit, how spiritual authority works. That's what I'm getting at here, okay? And they understand the heritage and inheritance, amen? And you're also going to understand some of the reasons why um, you want to make sure that you are connected, amen? And not just um, a copycat, <laughs> amen? Not a clone. There's a huge difference and we've shared some um, striking differences between people that um, had the same, basically the same spirit, so they're in the same family tree or the same bloodline, or even had the same doctrine communicated to them. Again, same family tree, same bloodline, um, or they were biological children, again, same family tree, same bloodline, but you see like unique nuances that they all manifest, amen, that were unique to their generation, hallelujah. 
And um, this is very important because of what God said in Hebrews chapter one, right? Let's just go there. I can pitch this off um, in that um, direction. Um, our sacred quarter prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. You are manifesting, you are revealing yourself to us. You no longer want to be a mystery. I don't think you ever wanted to be. We are the ones that made you a mystery, Lord God. But you, Lord God, are a God of love and of covenant. And you have greatly desired to eat at the table with us. With great desire, Lord Jesus, you have desired to dine with us. And our master, our king, we say thank you for the incredible privilege that we have to be at your, at your to, to feast at your table, to discover who you are. We say thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to give you a heads up. Um, Nepa just brought back light, so there might be a short um, switch right there. So if that happens, do not be surprised. I would just put like a cover screen off top and we'll be good to go. Hallelujah. So Hebrews chapter one, let's jump in, right, shall we? Okay, I'm going to use the word for now backdrop. Yep, because we're about to transition. All right. So God um, at various times, by the way, welcome everyone. I'm seeing so many wonderful names. Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome everyone. Greetings. Um, God who at various times and in um, oh, someone said, thank you. Oh, someone said, welcome back. Oh, thank you, bro. <laughs> Hallelujah. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets. So in different times, God spoke in different ways, right? To the fathers by the prophets. And in these last days, he's speaking to us by his son. Amen. Now, it's interesting because the son, amen, that he's speaking to us through in these last days needs to be revealed. Hallelujah. All right, so that was my cue right there. So I'm just going to keep on speaking with the scriptures on the screen. Hope everyone can hear me. Can everyone hear me? If you can hear me, give me a thumbs up. Can I get a Jesus loves me? There we go. I'm still audible. That's good. Forgive the weird um, UPS noises that would be chirping. I have backup power on everything except for my lights um, because they draw so much power. Okay, so um, yes. So let me pull up my notes here. Not yep 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 yes 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 um this wisdom of being connected amen and being um even though we're connected we are sort of being connected yet unique and different is very crucial and it is a wisdom of god in making sure that a stream of the body finds proper expression you know god desires to be known amen i think i've explained this before um, that almighty God, there is a form that he has um, right now, that form that he has right now, I'm going to say right now, I mean on, on this side of the throne of God is a visible form, amen? And when I say visible, creatures can interact with him, amen? Um, but his true form, as when I say his true form, yes, his, his true form, God in his God state or God form, Creatures are not able to interact with him in that manner. The Bible says in the book of First John and the book of John, John chapter one, I think first John chapter three, that no one has seen God at any time. The only person that has seen God is Jesus. Now, someone would say, but there's people that had experiences with God. What do you mean no one has seen God? Now, when, when John is making reference to no one having seen God before, he wasn't making reference to the encounters that people had, right? That they were not null and void. He was making reference to God's true form. God's true form, for lack of better words, is 
Um, so, what, you know, there's this principle in, in um, nuclear um, physics, basically. And um, it's on, I'm gonna do a huge amount of injustice here, but basically you can pull out energy by the processes of division and unity, okay? Um, nuclear fusion, um, it, it brings forth energy. Give me one second, beloved. Let me make sure this actually power here. Sometimes they forget to turn power back on. Give me one second. As I suspected, yes, there was light, but they had not yet um, restored it. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's keep this going. All right, I think I should have some privilege here. And three, two, one, there we go. Awesome. Okay, cool. So there is a way that God is behind the throne. Amen. And in that form, God, for lack of better words, cannot be comprehended ended by creation in that form. Um, it is a raw expression of God's form that is very difficult for any, any entity to perceive but he himself. Does that make sense? Now, God desires, God knows how amazing he is, right? And he's, um, his awesomeness and his amazingness um, is so abundant that God is, you know, when someone finds something that's very precious, but that thing is limited, they want to keep it, right, and hide it, amen? But God's awesomeness and amazingness is endless, amen? And because of this, God is prompted by his endless awesomeness, amen, to share who he is, amen? And finding no one of like form that was able to comprehend that, amen, God desired, amen, to um, do two things. Create entities, amen, that were in his like form, through which he could share, amen? And then at the same time also allow, you know, create entities who are not in his form that can also share. Does that make sense? So because of this, God is going to have this community, okay? This, um, I'm gonna use the word ecosystems, right? <laughs> Ecosystem of entities that are able to participate, amen? Able to share in who God is. Some of them look exactly like him. Some of them, quote and unquote and unquote, don't, but, in the experience of God, they bear a resemblance. Does that make sense? 
as they experience God, they bear some kind of resemblance. Hallelujah. And um, this is the joy of God's heart. He wants to communicate who he is. Amen. Now, in that concentrated form that God is, amen, he is known as Almighty God. Amen. The one true God. Hallelujah. But in this form that where God can be celebrated, where God can be encountered, interacted with tangibly, intelligently. Amen. He cannot be found as one entity alone for adequate, sufficient expression. God requires a community for sufficient expression. Does this make sense? You know, we, we, we can think of a person, um, created entities, amen, as having one, a unique, like a one form expression, amen. But if you check some creatures in the Bible, like cherubim, for example, you see that some cherubims, they have seven unique expressions of who they are. And you see that, um, you see four as a huge number, having four heads, right? So you see one entity, but he has four faces, amen. Those are, are for lack of better words, um, almost pointing towards the multifaceted nature of God, amen. God is so dense. When I say dense, not bad dense. There's a way you can say dense, I mean stupid, amen. I mean dense as in concentrated, amen. God is so um, expensive, hallelujah, that um, his true form, amen, um, is so grand, <laughs> hallelujah, um, that he needs a community to be seen properly on this side of the throne. Does this make sense? And if it is for this reason that the church exists, the church is meant to be that community of image bearers, amen? We are those ones, amen? Now, even in this community of image bearers, amen, there are people groups, amen? There are tribes, there are nations, there are tongues of God, amen? God has dialects, amen? God has villages, God has cities. Please understand something, okay? When you look at human civilization, um, post the flood, amen? You're looking at Abraham's, I said Abraham, Noah's lineage, amen? Expressed through his three sons, Shem, Japheth, and Ham, right? It is from these three young men that we get all the tribes that we see on the earth right now. Do you know that from Adam, we had even more tribes than those three guys were able to produce? Because Noah was only one of probably billions at least millions, but very likely billions of people that were um, alive during the time of the flood. Hallelujah. I'm trying to show you that God is a God of variety. God is explosive. God is, God is not boring. Amen. So when you think about God, don't think about everyone wearing white. Amen. Those things are allegories. Amen. They are pointing to righteousness. Hallelujah. That basically like God was speaking in a coded language to people that understood what he was saying. Now, if you don't understand that coded language, you might think that everyone is wearing white in heaven. No, 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 amen. Adam and Eve were naked, right? Even that nakedness and being unashamed is not speaking about what, whether they were physically clothed or not, amen. If you look at creatures, amen, you can see that the Bible is very clear in explaining that the adorning of human beings, amen, our fashion design, all these things or whatever, are a joke compared to natural clothing, right? Remember what Jesus Christ said about Solomon in all of his glory could not be compared to the lilies. Hallelujah. God wasn't dissing Solomon. God was telling the truth. Human civilization, we don't bring forth our clothing, right? In this corrupted state. Hallelujah. Man's clothing is actually glory. Hallelujah. It's a way that man was meant to be covered, right? Hallelujah. And that covering is supposed to be an expression of what's on the inside. When animals, they grow fur, 
when they grow feathers, amen, it's a natural consequence of the processes, the internal processes taking place. Hallelujah. The same thing with humanity. We are meant to bring forth that image and likeness of God as a consequence, that glory as a consequence of things happening on the inside. Amen. Now, in God's breaking, you know, for I'm using the word breaking, okay, because what's happening is that God wants to be researched. He wants to be experienced properly. God is a God of absolutes. Amen. God is all the way. He's all the way into this. You can see that at the cross, right? He wasn't joking. He's not, he's not conservative about his affections or his desires. God is very passionate. The Bible said that God called himself a jealous God in the scriptures. So in an effort to communicate, amen, who he is, God, amen, needs to be expressed as a community. Now, this community of of God people, for lack of better words, that of God, amen, hallelujah, there are tribes of God, amen, hallelujah, <laughs> there are nations of God, amen, there are clans of God, there are towns, there are tongues, there are peoples, amen, and each of them is unique, amen, a word I like using is the word streams, there are streams of God, hallelujah, now, this stream of God, as it keeps on flowing, it keeps on breaking or parting into heads. Amen. As it parts into heads, I like the word heads, right? Dominion. Amen. Because each of these tribes, each of these tongues of God, each of these um, expressions of, of, of God, amen, of who God is, hallelujah, his image, hallelujah, each of these expressions by themselves, amen, are are not just image bearers, but because they bear that unique, now, again, let me just say this to be clear, okay? Every, every member of the body of Christ, amen, that is fruitful in their walk with God, amen, they are not, even though they're going to have a very unique expression of God that's going to be very different from everyone else, they're going to have the same genetic structure, the same blood, the same life flowing through them. A beautiful example of this is your human body, amen? You have on your on my human body here, I have many different cells. Some of them are skin cells. Amen. Some of them are nerve cells. Some of them are muscle cells. Some of them are blood cells. Amen. And each of them, because of their unique functionality, they take on unique forms. Amen. In, you know, that best, um, well, I say helps or aids or allows them to achieve that functionality. Does that make sense? And so you're going to see believers taking on, now again, for us, forms are allegories of functionalities, right? Um, what I mean by that is that you would see, for example, in the scriptures, that Jesus Christ has head as white as wool and his eyes are burning with fire, amen? Those things are not just for appearances, hallelujah, only. They do look amazing. I would like, amen. I love those manifestations as a truth. And we're, as believers, make no mistake, we're not meant to live ordinary lives. You know, my, I was talking to my siblings um, during Devo time a few weeks ago, and we were talking about supernatural encounter. They were telling me about um, a witch doctor. One of the teachers um, was telling them about, was, I, I, brought, I brought in the dark side of things. And um, I, I, don't, I don't bring the dark side of things so that we can become more aware of the dark side of things. I'm, I'm letting people know that if this week, okay, um, covenant of darkness that people have with Satan is able to yield this much fruit, how much more we, that the finished works of Christ, amen, have been given to. And we're going to get into that in a second, okay? Just to, just to paint pictures. So for example, like my mom once asked me 
why I wasn't doing a specific thing. And in my mind, I'm like, um, I've done like the necessary, I'm really speaking parables here. I've done the necessary for this situation here. And what ended up happening was something that needed um, like attention that needed to be fixed, basically like, um, uh, I'll say like a device needs to be fixed or something like that or whatever. And she was like, why haven't you approached this from a spiritual perspective immediately or whatever? And I was just like, it's just to go and fix this. And then I paused and I just, you know, and then later on, I took it to heart and I began to intentionally apply, you know, apply myself in this um, direction. Now, what was interesting was my sibling was telling me about a, the, um, a teacher of theirs that was a, whose dad was a witch doctor or something like that. And in their community, um, they would fetch water with baskets because of dark spiritual operations. They would wash clothes with baskets too. And they, they had all these unusual things that were just, they just, those operations were just stamped in that community and it was expected. I remember once a lady um, during the time of, um, come on, I'm seeing the time of Boko Haram is still, I think it's a rampant, I can't remember to how, what degree, but anyways, when it was really intense though, like in the news and the media, I don't think it is as much right now. We have other terrorists to deal with. <laughs> but um, um, when that was basically the center of attention, um, there was this community, um, this late, basically um, my auntie was telling me about a pastor that was thinking about, sorry, let me, let me rephrase, let me tell the story properly. My auntie's maid, lady that helps her out in the house, this young lady, um, she had, was from a village. And in that village, um, the pastor um, of that village was getting, um, considering turning to dark powers to protect his church members. You know the reason why? Because the next village from them, when Boko Haram members came in, all of them transformed into bees and they began to sting. They shape-shifted into bees and began to sting um, the, <laughs> the terrorists. Hallelujah. And he was, because of how many times this has happened, it was something that was a, a normal occurrence. It was a technology of darkness that was sitting upon that community. And this pastor wanted to adopt that. And I was just like, this, this, this happened during COVID. Actually, I heard about this during COVID. It really drove me to pray and seek the Lord for, for some tangible things. Hallelujah. And when I heard that, I was just like, all you have to do is declare a fast. I was, well, I also understand that there's other different things like, it might be very easy for me to say that, but you don't know his lifestyle. You don't know what teachings he's exposed to. You don't know what doctrines. You don't know what he thinks about God. You don't know, you get what I'm saying? Like all these different things that block us from just enjoying the things that have been freely given to us. Hallelujah. I'm saying this because all of these supernatural operations that I'm making reference to here, they're not just meant for us to be, to be symbolic and then we will not interpret them and then we nod our heads. Okay, that's what it means. It means Jesus Christ was wise. <laughs> yes, yes, that too. But the wisdom was so severe and manifested in that fashion. Okay, all right, moving right along. And so you would see unique forms for each form of expression, right? Unique functionalities, hallelujah. Each of them tailored to that functionality, okay? Now, these streams of God, okay? After a while, they begin to give birth or bring forth nuances. If I, I can show this to us in the scripture, I know that we're jumping into this on my little tool here of using the term streams, amen? I don't know if I have the time to show us this. Maybe I should. I, will, I think I will let this word for now be on this subject. 
and it's going to flow into our theme for the Watchman Conference. Amen. I wanted to go, but I want to go jump straight to the book of Revelation and explain some things. But I think this flow would take us there eventually. So the next time, if I get the chance to, we can jump in there. I'm saying that if I get to, because next week is our conference, right? Genesis chapter 2 from verse 15. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so let's see here. The Lord to Huh, I am definitely not in the right place. Okay, give me one second here. Um, we are starting from verse 10, not from verse 15. Yeah, definitely not the right portion of scripture. A river went out of Eden to water the garden. And from there, it parted and became four, four riverheads. The name of the first is Pison. It is the one which skirts the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. Bedillion and Onyx Stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the one which goes around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Hydekel. It is the one which goes towards the east of Assyria. Now, what's happening here is the Bible is letting us know that this river came out of Eden, then it parted into four heads. Now, these four heads, if you check very closely, actually correspond to the four cardinal points. Okay? You see one making reference to the east, one to the south, one to the north, one to the, you get the idea, right? East, south, north, and the west. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, whenever you hear the four cardinal points in scripture, they're usually making reference to the four faces of God or the four names of God. Amen. The names, the four names of God are yod heh vav -Hey, just the spelling of his name. Amen. yod heh vav -Hey, Yahweh. Okay, Yahweh. Hallelujah. And Yahweh is spelt by taking the extremities of God's holiness as expressed, amen, in, the, in, a, in a way that is encompassing, okay? That compass, right? Encompassing nature of God, that surrounding, that God that surrounds me. Yod, hey, vav, hey. Hallelujah. Each of those corresponds to each of these streams. Hallelujah. Now, what's very interesting about that is that this these streams here I just described, amen, are not unique um, to, or these cardinal points are not just unique, sorry, to the four rivers of the Garden of Eden, but they're also unique to the children of Israel. You see, the children of Israel, um, that imagery I brought forward about the yod heh vav -Hey, and the four cardinal points, they actually are representative, amen, of the four faces. In Israel, they don't look at the four cardinal points as cardinal points per se. The east, all right, is the face of the lion, amen? The west, the face of the bull, the south, the face of the man, and the north, the face of the flying eagle, hallelujah. And all of these correspond to unique operations of God that express his ex extremities and his holiness, amen? The holiness of God, hallelujah. The holiness meaning too much, that's what holy means, okay? Beyond description. It's like an expletive, almost like a curse word, amen? But it's a religious curse word. It's by saying, no words can describe you. That's what holiness means. It also speaks about purity as well. But in God's case, the purity is too much. Does that make sense? Hence why the room where his name is revealed is called the holy of holies, amen? And the creatures that worship him, they always cry, holy 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 again it's not they're not saying it one by one holy God. holy amen if you check and understand how the hebrew language is um is is um is used amen by fluent speakers and writers and orators 
they will explain to you that um, words are repeated in the Hebrew language for emphasis, especially in, in the form of writing. So you'd see um, verily, verily, as Jesus Christ exclaiming, verily, right? That was the way you both face, italicize, underline, exclamation point, verily, right? When you say it three times, you are saying that every faculty of your being is saying that thing. So essentially, these creatures, the four living creatures, when the Bible describes the four living creatures, or even the seraphim in Isaiah chapter 6, um, responding to what they're seeing about God, they were not speaking, weren't singing it. Amen. I remember a man of God explained once that really what was happening was that they were shouting in shock at the awesomeness of God. But when Isaiah, um, Isaiah and John, and I think that's it, yes, were able to prophetically capture what that symphony of their hearts was saying, what were they actually saying? It was, you are worthy, O Lord, right? Um, um, blessed, um, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. They were seeing God's endlessness, right? And they keep, were keeping track of that, amen? Or the seraphim, the Lord of hosts, amen? <laughs> The whole earth is full of his glory. They were seeing into the plans and purposes of God. Hallelujah. So I'm saying all of these things so that we can understand something. Because once you introduce the four faces, the yod Hey, the vav Hey, and just to help out, because so many people, they wonder, what do all of these things mean? You know, the yod Hey, vav Hey, when God said, I am to Moses, amen, in Hebrew, that phrase I am that I am is actually I am said twice. Okay, so God was saying I am I am. What does I am again? We explain to you what saying something twice means, right? Is God shouting, "This is me"? Does that make sense? So it wasn't like God was saying, "What well, if they shall ask me what is his name? What shall I tell them?" I am that I am. I am that I am sent to me. It, it wasn't just limited to those words. Amen. Basically, what God was when God when Moses was asking God for His name, God actually revealed Himself. This is who I am, but in a way that was manifest. Amen. I spoke about this um, the other day when I spoke about words. Amen. That the Spirit teaches that make manifest the Spirit's power. Amen. When um, God when Moses was asking God for His name, God gave Him, for lack of better words, like a charm word, like you know this phrase abracadabra, and when you say it. It does something, okay? Or like there's angels, and when you say their name, they trigger something. I'll share an experience that a man of God had. Uh, there's this man of God called Kenneth Hagin, amen? <laughs> very, very unpopular man of God. I'm joking. So um, this man of God, um, towards the end of his life, he began to have a lot of increasingly um, terrible meetings, as in powerful meetings. Um, the power of God would break out in ways that were very beautiful, and a lot of joy breaking out, a lot of emotion and passion for the presence of God. And it was, it was getting overwhelming, hallelujah. And one specific time, he didn't just, what people are, people are, the ones you find on YouTube, I encourage you in your free time, go watch some of these videos and you might get whacked. <laughs> I'm not even joking. One time our family was supposed to pray, we have family prayers in um, my sister's house. And uh, my younger sister, she found a video and was posting it for all of us to watch and see. Uh, one, of, one of my younger ones, she's in college right now though. And um, when she sent the video, I began to watch and I got drunk watching. She was drunk already. So we're both laughing and we wanted to start praying, <laughs> basically. But basically, we got ministered to powerfully by that video. Um, anyways, I'm going to keep this going. So what began to happen is um, 
these were the ones that you see on YouTube. Most of those are like their conventions, their major conferences, kind of like the Watchmen conference that we're about to have next week. Amen. And what was happening was that these meetings, they began to escalate in their, um, what is the word I'm looking for here? In their intensity. Amen. Long story short, one specific meeting, after a while, you start seeing some videos that online that way, he begins to call out like angel names and different things or whatever. But anyways, one time I was having this vision and this encounter, and then he was seeing these angels, and he was describing them as they were doing what they were doing. Everyone was printed, atmosphere was charred with the presence of God. And he doesn't do this normally. He likes to just pray in the Holy Spirit and just um, pray unto this understanding. But there's, I guess, an urgency hits him. And he called the name of the two angels that appeared in the room. When he called the name of the two angels that were in the room, everybody in the room blacked out <laughs> by calling their names. Okay, now that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to make reference to here. All right, when when um, when God said, "I am that I am," it wasn't "I am that I." <laughs> Amen. Those were names, for lack of better words, of conjuring or summoning. All right, a unique manifestation of God. Okay. Now, when you join I am and I am together, in Hebrew, the letter for joining things together is Vav. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, the truth is that the phrase I am that I am, I am is actually spelled like this in Hebrew. Yod, hey, sorry. Yod, hey, yod, hey. There we go. Does that make sense? Now, when you now join Yod, hey, yod, hey, I am that I, I am, almost dropped an H-factor bomb right there. What you end up with is it's a here, a here, okay? Your hey, yes, a here, a here, yes, yeah, okay? When you join them both together with the vav, you get a here, okay? Yod, hey, vav, hey. So basically, it is that name is now, that is the name of God. It was the unique revelation of God that was given to Moses for the people of Israel, for that community. And Yod, hey, vav, hey was meant to bring them to El Shaddai. I explain that during word for now, I believe. Yes, yes, yeah. During the Shaddai blessing and different things or whatever. Okay. Now I'm saying all of these things so that there's some context and also a little bit of background. You know, I like sharing these mystical stories so that we can also remember that our, our origins is not about textbook answers, right? It's not about this is what happened 10,000 years ago. You know, there's some life in everything. Who understands what I'm saying? Amen. I want you to know these things actually have power, amen? And the power is severe and serious. I don't want to get into anything more than that right now, but um, basically though, each of the 12 tribes of Israel, amen? They actually fall under one of these four banners. The Yod, corresponding with the lion, the He, corresponding with the ox, the Vav, corresponding with the man, and the He, corresponding with the eagle, okay? So each of them, right? And you'd have three witnesses of each of the names of God. Judah, I believe, is on the um, east side as well, the line of the tribe of Judah, okay? That's, that's the Yod right there, okay? There's the Vav, and there's the He. Okay, now I'm saying, why did I say all of that? Because you can see here that if the river parted and became four heads, and each of these four heads is actually a spelling out of the name of God, and these cardinal points as carried by the cherubim corresponding to the Yod, He, Vav, He, right? All right. And each of these is also borne witness to by the 12 tribes of Israel. We can also see that each of these, these streams here is corresponding to the nature of God broken down into 12. But it first of all parts into four. Okay. Then from four, 
it parts into 12, okay, the 12 tribes, and it keeps on in its division. You see this in the book of Revelations chapter seven, when there is a census of those that would receive the yod hey vav hey on their, on their foreheads. Let's just jump in there real quick and see that, okay? Revelations chapter seven. I hope everything I'm saying making sense. Please, if you have questions, type them out in the group chat, in the chat box so I can see them. And then we can jump into trusting the Lord for answers, amen? I saw four angels standing at the four corners. Whenever you see four corners, four angels, the four horsemen in the book of Revelation, amen? The four, the four winds of heaven, just understand that it's making reference to, specifically when it's on the earth, and making reference to the Lord God of the whole earth. And when it's in the heavens, making reference to the Lord God of the whole heavens. Now, when I'm saying this, I'm not saying that there's a different God that rules the earth or a different God that rules the heavens. No, 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 no. The Lord God that rules the heavens, he's visible right now. Please understand something, okay? Let me, let me say it like this. The form that God has, his actual form, is not found in creation yet. Does that make sense? So what God has done is that he's created avatars of himself and he has created, for lack of better words, offices, administration, and institutions through which these avatars can be brought forth. Now, when God is allowed to manifest, okay, in specific, in specific ways, in diverse manners at different times, amen, you would find that um, a, it is a revealing of a new name of God that's taking place, okay? And depending on that location, it's a reference to the name of the Lord God of that region or that space. So, for example, you see God revealing himself um, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as El Shaddai, specifically. Amen? I think it's in um, Genesis chapter 17. You see God revealing himself to Moses as, um, <laughs> right? I am that I am. Essentially, Yeshua, as the Lord Jehovah. Hallelujah. That's how he reveals himself to um, the children of Israel. Amen? God is revealing himself to us now through his son, Jesus Christ, the name Yeshua, salvation. Yeshua actually captures all of the names of God. Amen. We can get into that later on, but basically Jesus Christ is the fullness, the brightness of God's glory, the express image of God's person. Someone says, ah, thank God, though. I didn't want to learn these other things about God. Just, just like Jesus, just Jesus, Jesus. You know, the way these things work spiritually is that it is by people that you call names with understanding. That name Jesus by some of the there's Jewish people, people that call Jesus. There's Brazilian people called Jesus. There's occultic entities, dark entities in Roman spirit called Jesus. Who remembers Pastor Nature during immersion in 2020? He explained that as one of the gods he worshipped. One of them was called Jesus. You know what I mean? What's spirit? <laughs> Amen. There's another one called Odin. Thor's dad. No Thor in these Marvel movies. That stupid movie that came out recently. What's it called? Hallelujah. Amen. These, um, that name by itself is not, it's not the pronunciation with your mouth, amen. Those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Calling upon the name of the Lord, amen, is actually from the heart, amen, with understanding. Yes, you want to voice it with your physical mouth, but you need to know who you're talking to. Does that make sense? The people they call, <laughs> okay, hallelujah. I'm just letting you know that it, God is not a genie, amen. God actually designed. The way God has designed all of these things, the way we interact, the way we interact with God is, is it's for lack of better words, it's almost like there is no getting around interacting with God with our being. Does that make sense? There is no not interacting with God with your heart. There is no, as far as Christianity is concerned, there is no not 
being one with God. There is no not loving Jesus in a Christian walk. I hope what I'm saying is making sense. The way God has set this thing up, there's no way out. <laughs> Does that make sense? You can't just come up with your own way of doing things per se and just say, me, I don't need to talk to God. I'm just going to memorize all the... No, 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 no. Who, who gets what I'm saying here? Amen? There is no getting away from that. We have... There is so... I'm saying all these things because it looks like there's all these protocols in place that demand heart-to-heart -heart interaction with God. Okay. I'm keeping this going here because you can't just be mouthing Jesus's name and there's no understanding of what you're saying, right? There's a funny story about two men that got kidnapped, okay? They were at, they were, uh, this probably did happen. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know that personally, but it's a very good lesson in that. So <laughs> um, they got kidnapped. Um, this is around the time when, right after the Chibok Girls thing happened or whatever. Um, this is not like in 2021 when kidnapping was making a lot of buzz. Um, this is before that. They kidnapped these two guys at a bus stop. And as they were going, one guy discovered that he was getting that. These guys were cold boys. They weren't using them for rituals. The guy shouted, Jesus! As soon as he said Jesus, the bus stopped. They dropped him off, and then they kept on driving. And the other guy just realized, hey, God, this guy called Jesus, and he let him go. Let me also call Jesus. He not said to himself, no, no, no. If I call Jesus, they think I'm copying him. Not called. The Lord Jesus, they say something, Emmanuel. <laughs> when he was Emmanuel, they stopped the car. The driver came and then slapped him across the face. <laughs> so you shut up. And they continued driving. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm not discouraging from using Jesus' name, though, but I'm sure you get the point, right? It's only pronunciation of his name. Amen. Good one. <laughs> yes, indeed. Amen. It's not a pronunciation of his name. Amen. His name is beyond what vocal cords capture. Amen. Do you know that the image and likeness of God is his name? If you read the Bible, let's just let's jump in here real quick so we can get some scripture going. Amen. I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth or on the sea or any tree. Then I saw another angel standing from the east, having the seal of the living God. Sealing is a is a a common thing in the book of Revelation. It's funny because, anyway, let's keep it going, okay? Having the seal of the living God. When you see this picture, you might think in your mind, you know, seals now, they use for, for sealing letters, amen? Like a stamp. Hallelujah. It might shock you that maybe there was actually no instruments the angel had in his hand per se, or maybe there was. But I, I dare say the angel was fitted or kitted with performing this sealing operation. Now, pictorially, for the sake of communicating his function, the angel might manifest with a stamp. Who understands what I'm saying? To let you know that, ah, they want to come and stamp people with the name of God. Though. I've, seen, I've seen angels before with like pens that wrote on people's foreheads. There's actually an, a prophecy of that in the book of, in the book of Ezekiel. The angel with the, man, with the inkhorn, the man with the inkhorn. Hallelujah. Okay. Having to see the lingo, and he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea, saying, Do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. Remember how we spoke about the mark of the beast before? Amen. Um, you're seeing here, amen, the sealing, amen, of the servants of God on their foreheads. Now, I've said this before, okay? All of these things, the mark of the beast, even the sealing of God, amen? Notice how the seal of God appears first in the Bible. But you don't really hear people talk about the seal of God. 
Amen. The movie is acted about the seal of God. What you see acted in movies is that, you know, 666 on your forehead, on your right hand. Hallelujah. You know, because the Bible describes what the, the mark of the beasts, the restrictions that are given to those. Man, I'm looking forward to a day when we can really open this book of Revelation and understand what it is saying. Amen. And remove what movies have taught us. Amen. And just read the Bible. It's very, it's not easy. I mean, that's the truth. It actually requires a, a, a mercy from God. Breaking tradition is not a joke. <laughs> I spoke before, I think to last, last week, Monday, about um, how genealogy is not just hereditary, like biologically hereditary, but even in the tutelage of the soul. Amen. So when you're thinking in your head that you want to get over a thought pattern or a tradition, amen, understand you're dealing with blood. <laughs> amen. You're dealing with a blood line. You're dealing with heritage, tradition. Amen. I'll explain more about that as we go on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I heard the number of those who were sealed. 144,000 of all the tribes of Israel, of the children of Israel, were sealed. Now, when you hear this, what comes to your mind is that there were exactly 144,000 people that were sealed. And you're going to see something that points to that, okay? But I want to point, I want to show something to us, okay? Do you remember the book of Revelation, chapter 13, when the Bible introduced the mark of the beast? Remember the number? There was a number that was given. And we showed that number as, you know, being basically like being present in several points in the scriptures. We showed Nebuchadnezzar's statue, right? We spoke about Lamech, and we spoke about Cain, right? We spoke about, um, and basically the whole point of all of those discussions was to illustrate the fact that the mark of beast was, didn't just show up out of nowhere. It is actually the fulfillment of a bloodline. The same way that when Noah was born, Lamech said, ah, this one will bring comfort to us. This is like the purpose of all this while we have been looking for the right kind of seed this is it if that makes sense trusting god to give birth like eve had many sons and daughters but she knew when she had a son that was like abel does that make sense and she said when she gave birth to seth another abel has come they could tell gave you through the scriptures very carefully okay so you can tell that adam and eve they were looking at their gene pool looking at their children looking for who can help Okay, wage warfare against sin for redemption. Amen. Make no mistake. Everything you see in Genesis chapter 5, amen, the genealogy of Adam, all of those people there, hallelujah, they were primarily concerned. Oh dear. Hallelujah. I'm just going to keep this rolling, okay, if you guys don't mind. I'm sure everyone is okay with that. Um, let me know if this is distracting, though, the noise or anything. So this bloodline, um, 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 oh, come on. <laughs> so it's fine. Thank you. Um, this bloodline of um, Seth, um, Lamech, Noah, Enoch, Methuselah, you know, Mehujahel, and all those really cool names that you definitely want to pick up for your children, right? If you're looking for good names for your kids, go to Genesis chapter 5. <laughs> they will not hate you. <laughs> I say that sarcastically. Okay, so when you look at those individuals, hallelujah, and you see their really cool names, you're looking at people that were interested, amen? in getting back into Eden. Again, I mentioned before that Eden is not just a place, but it's a state of being, amen, where the heart was at rest with God, where the soul, amen, was what God didn't seem strange to the soul. God could walk seasonally, okay, without effort in the soul of man, 
Okay, that's what Eden represented. And in that context of bliss and pleasure, being blasted by the presence of God, you're able to interact with God on a governmental level that may basically allow the trees of the garden to be manifest. Okay, I don't want to go too much further into that because of time. But I want to point us to this thing here, okay? That mark of the beast is 6666 and the mark of God, the 144,000. Just keep that in mind, okay? Because remember, we saw that the name of the beast and the number of his name, amen? Here you're seeing the number 144,000, all right? And if you check, okay, of all the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. Of the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. The tribe of Reuben, 12,000 were sealed. The tribe of Gad, 12,000 were sealed. And it goes through all 12 tribes of Israel, okay? Levi, Issachar, Zebulon, Benjamin, Joseph, Okay, and in your mind, you're saying, you see, that means there's exactly 144,000 individuals. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I'm going to make reference to what I said before about how each of those four cardinal points, they're actually the spelling out of the name of God. God of the whole earth. I'm going to say it again. The Lord God of the whole earth. I'm going to say it again. The Lord God of the whole earth. Okay. You're going to see references to this. Sorry, can you all give me one second? No, I will not. I'm going to honor this and just ignore that phone call. Okay, hallelujah. When you look at the Lord God of the whole earth as, you know, in context of what I'm saying here, you're not seeing, I'm not saying that there's a different God over the heaven, the God over the earth. It's God manifesting, manifesting as avatars, okay, in different places. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Uh, let me send a quick message to someone that's trying to reach me. This might be urgent. Hallelujah. Okay. That will keep the person quiet for a while by the mercy and grace of God. Amen. Now, when you look at um, God in heaven, amen, he is actually, um, Jesus Christ. Okay. Hopefully that will help the person out. I don't know why people ask me funny questions when they know I'm engaged in something like this. Okay, so um, where was I before? Yes, whenever God manifests in a unique realm, there's something unique necessary for God to manifest in that realm, okay? For God to manifest fully on the earth, God requires the 12 tribes of Israel. For lack of better words, let me say it like this, okay? And I said before that the Yod, there's three tribes that capture the Yod, Three tribes that capture the hay, three tribes that capture the vav, and three tribes that capture the other hay, okay? All of these bring forth the I am that I am, amen? Hallelujah. Basically, what you're seeing there is that it is net for God to be manifest on the earth, the tribes of God, they spell out God. Does that make sense? If you have all the tribes without Zebulon, it's not, it's, not, it's not really God yet. It's not, the goal is to match up. So let me, let me explain like this, okay? There is a form of God, okay? There is the form of God, sorry, the form of God behind the throne, beyond the throne, okay? And that form, God cannot be you know, interacted with by creatures, amen? Bible calls him invisible, amen, really, amen? It doesn't mean that he's invisible. It just means that faculties that can in interact with God in, in that state of being that he is, the only faculties that can interact with God at that level, amen, belong to God. It's, you have to be God-like to interact with him at that level. Does that make sense? Okay. And so in, despite this, though, God wants to reveal himself. But to sufficiently reveal himself on this side, he needs to be revealed as a community. Now, 
You can't just take one member of the community and call that God. Amen. That does not fully give expression to God's desire. Does that make sense? God is not, you're not really seeing God until you're seeing the entire, does that make sense? The entire, amen? Um, 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 all, all streams of God are flowing, right? All tribes of God are manifest. You see all of them. Does that make sense? Amen? So for this reason, you must see all three for the yod, three for the hay, three for the vav, three for the hay. Amen? All 12 tribes must be present. They spell out God. Now, if there is a typo, you will not see the fullness of God. Amen? This is important because this is why I like the word spells, right? When people like people in your cult and different magicians, whatever, they use spells. You actually have to spell out the name of God. Now, God doesn't communicate through words the way we do, the way we think he does. God communicates through people. God communicates through human beings. And when God wants to communicate something, okay, one letter, right, of, of what, when God wants to communicate a thought, it can require a generation of people spanning millennia. <laughs> Amen. You can find Judah expressing this letter, what God is saying. And that, that letter, what God is saying, is, is, is ongoing for millennia. Is saying what that thing that God said, that one letter, is taking form. Does that make sense? The best way that the Lord showed this to me, maybe I'll share this experience. Hallelujah. I might share this during the conference if, if um, the Lord um, gives me permission to speak during the conference. But um, basically, I had this vision in 2017. I was praying with a few friends. 2017, yes. We were praying for the immersion. And we went on this extended fast. And during that fast, um, it was that, you know, that point in five years, and I saw this vision. I saw God in like, in, I was in like an outer space and I saw this vision of Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Okay. I saw the Lord and it was like an outer space and I saw it was like his face. Now I saw him almost like through a screen. Does that make sense? You know, like all these LCD screens, you can see the pixels, the individual dots that make that when you see many of them, okay, the high resolution means more dots, right? Like if you check, we have these very sharp displays that they have a lot of these dots. And so because of that, it looks like a smooth image. When you get very close to them, you can see each of the individual ones one by one, okay? That is what the tribes of God look like. Does that make sense? They are pixels of God. Amen. When a pixel, when you have a dead spot, it's not the full image of God. It's not really, it doesn't really look like him. Does that make sense? Together, all of these pixels, all right, they need to animate who God is because who God is not a static image. Who God is, is a continuous image. Does that make sense? So even as I'm doing this right now on your phone, all right, if you check on your phone, your phone has a specific resolution. Okay. And if you're watching this on Zoom, you notice that if you focus on each pixel, each pixel begins to make adjustments in time to what it is showing you. Sometimes it is showing you red because of the shirt I'm wearing here. And you might see a little bit more green because of my, the yellow texture, right? The yellow color of, of the palm of my hand, right? And you might see more green with these flowers in the background. And then more, more green, more red on that green with this yellow light here, okay? 
all of these things because in time what has been shown on the screen is changing right so each tribe is responsible right for displaying right a facet of god together what is being communicated is god that person behind the throne who cannot be seen can now be seen in that community does that make sense it's a huge caricature well who doesn't understand who understands what i'm saying please give me a thumbs up here if you understand what i'm saying i hope i'm communicating effectively here hallelujah if you don't understand let me know also please let me know can anyone hear me okay someone give thumbs up okay that's good let's make sure i'm being heard i mean understood okay if you don't understand please let me know okay so these pixels of god hallelujah amen there is a it's actually the community they spell out who god is god's name is not again it's not spelling right god's name is for lack of better words who he is right his image and his likeness amen but it has to be spelt out by this community okay so when you see this um with understanding hallelujah um the name of the lord let's keep this going Of the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000 were sealed. Hallelujah. In each of these pixels, you have 12,000 subpixels. All right. Each, even that number 12,000 has a prophetic significance. I'm going to get to that today. I just want to let you, understand, let you understand something, okay? Under Benjamin, there is a measure that Benjamin has to fill up to, okay? Before it is able to adequately show or display who God is through that tribe, okay? Hallelujah. Rabbanah says, after these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude of people, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, Hallelujah! and crying with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. Now, there is a theme in the book of Revelation I want you to pay attention to. You're going to see that um, entities in the Bible would call out and say something, then John would look and see something. Okay, so you'd Book of Revelation starts off with this, right? John is on the spirit of the Lord today, and he heard a voice behind him, like a trumpet, saying something. I'm the first and the last. What I say to you, write to the book. Da, 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 da. And I turned to look. It wasn't a trumpet that was talking, right? I saw seven golden candlesticks, right? And in the midst of the candlesticks, one like the Son of Man. All right, that says something. The first thing that John saw when God was speaking to him, the first thing he saw was the body of Christ. That tells us something, right? We are image bearers, amen? We are carriers. It is beautiful, actually, what um, John saw right there. The first thing he saw, it's funny because in the book of Revelation chapter 4, the first thing that John saw in Revelation 4 was a throne. Then he sat on the throne. Does that make sense? It's like the throne became a platform for he, he who sat on the throne to be seen, right? The church is the platform through which Jesus Christ can be seen. I hope someone is getting this, amen? This gets me really excited when I, when, I, when I think about this, amen? Now, I'm saying all these things because each of these tribes here, okay, um, when you look and see what, at, what actually happened here, um, it was said, I heard in verse 4, I heard the number of those who were sealed. 144,000 of all the tribes of Israel, amen? But in verse nine, he says, after these things, I looked and behold. So again, John would hear, then he would see. 
A good example of this that's a little bit more clear to show what I'm trying to say here is in Revelations chapter 5. Please tell me if you don't understand, okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. So John had this experience, okay, where he saw the book that needed to be opened, and he was weeping because no one was found worthy to open the book and to read the scroll to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, do not we behold the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has prevailed to open the scroll and to lose its seven seals. The root of David is a call to heritage, right? The seed, the bloodline, the family line, the heritage of David. And I looked and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain. So picture this, okay? I heard lion. But when I looked, I saw lamb. Was the guy that I heard lying to me? No. Amen. He heard something prophetic, but when he investigated it, he saw he saw like more like the true form of things or a more manifest form of things. Does that make sense? So John in Revelation chapter 7 heard 144,000 people need to be sealed. But then when he saw it wasn't exactly 144,000, he said, I saw a monster which no one could number of every tribe of this planet. Amen. Let me open that verse of scripture so we can see it. A great monster which no one could number of all nations and tribes and peoples and tongues standing before the throne and before the lamb, clothed with white robes with palm branches in their hands. Please understand, okay? As the end of the ages dawns upon us, God actually wants a sufficient, please, please hear me out, okay? A sufficient alignment of every bloodline on the earth with the 12 tribes of Israel. I'm going to say this again, okay? The end of the ages is going to be earmarked by a supernatural alignment of every single people group on the earth with the 12 tribes of Israel. <sighs> Let's um, take a look at Revelation chapter one. This will show this to us in a way that'll help, okay? Sorry, in uh, Romans chapter one, what did I say, Revelations? Hallelujah. This is not Romans. Okay, it is. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, let's start from verse three. Concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, born of the seed of David, according to the flesh. Heritage is shown up again, right? Declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Hallelujah. Through him, we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. So you see that? We have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. Okay, let's jump real quick to chapter 16, the last few verses, okay? So let's see here. But now made manifest by the prophetic scriptures, made known to all nations according to the commandment of the everlasting God, for obedience to the faith. Okay, so all nations should be obedient to the faith. We have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations. What is the grace and apostleship for? For his name. For his name. I'm sure we saw that, right? We all saw that. I'm going to believe that everyone is saying yes, we saw it. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Zoom is not helping matters at all. But if we jump to verse 16, here's what Paul says here, okay? Wow, that is not verse 16. That I might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, 
that the offerings of offering up of the Gentiles might be as not offerings, the offering of the Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. You see, Paul understood something, okay? He understood that every human being, okay, God wants a adequate measure, okay, of humanity to spell out his name. For lack of better words, God wants, there is a number of Igbo people that should spell Yod. Does that make sense? A number of Ichakiri people that should spell Vav. Does that make sense? A number of, 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 of Urobo people that should spell Zebulon. That's what I'm saying. By the sanctification of the Holy Spirit, each of the tribes will be restored to their original lineages. Does that make sense? By which I'm talking about where they are redeemed from all the earth and all the corruption, all the wickedness. I explained before that all technology, all priesthood, all civilizations spring from priesthood. Okay. And these priesthoods, they bring forth a culture of a people group. Okay. So now in God's restoration, right, of every tribe and tongue, it is necessary for the original, the archetype, the original, the origins, right? People will return to their origins, where they came from. Okay. In context, this is making direct reference, okay, to things like, um, um, hallelujah, the, the actual Yoruba culture as inspired by God. Does that make sense? I'm hoping this makes sense here. I'm going to keep this going. <laughs> Hallelujah. I believe that this makes a lot of sense. Amen. Because basically what we're looking at in Revelations chapter 7, amen, is we are seeing a community of people from every people group, every nation on the earth, but some of them are bearing Judah as their tribe and Simeon and Reuben. You know why? Because they are spelling out the name of God. Remember Paul said, we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith for his name. Please understand something. The name of God is meant to come out of our hearts. Amen. It's not a, a tattoo on your forehead that says, I'm from Judah. See you. See my tattoo on my head. Amen. The Pharisees, they had these things called philodactories on their heads. Because the Bible says the Shema, you should put God's word between your eyes. So they literally took this tiny scroll, wrote to the Shema prayer, and put it on their forehead. That is not what the Bible is talking about. Who <laughs> understands what I'm saying? That is not what the Bible is talking about at all. That has nothing to do with what the Bible is talking about. You can put it on your forehead if you want to, but that is not what the Bible is talking about. Just like the mark of the beast is not a mark on your forehead or on your hand. I'm telling you the truth. If you like, God put 666 on your hand. That's not the mark of the beast. If you like, God put in, in uh, Morse code, the, the uh, binary code for 666. It's a movie I used to watch when I was a kid, amen? It wasn't 666. It was a binary code. And it was 10110. I think that's a number or whatever. You can put it on your forehead if you want to. You have, I mean, you must really be demon possessed to be doing that. Because <laughs> even unbelievers, they're, they're scared of that. Amen? There's some kind of reverence or fear or terror about surrounding this thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Amen. You have to be crazy, right? Please hear me out, okay? <laughs> oh, Lord. even if you were to do that, beloved, even if you were to do that, that is not, I'm going to repeat it again. That is not, amen. 
Thank you, Jesus. That's not the mark of the beast. Amen. Between your eyes, amen, means in your mind. Hallelujah. If you want to understand what um, between your eyes and on your right hand means, go and read the Shema. Let's just, let's, just look, let's just look at the Bible, okay? This is how when we do not read this, when we're not familiar with scriptures enough, we can arrive at doctrines that are inconsistent with the scriptures, okay? Let's start now from, um, let's see here. Oh dear, am I in the right? <laughs> Let me make sure I'm in the right place. Okay, from verse six. These words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them. Um, so you shall teach them diligently to your children. Okay, this speaks about heritage, right? You teach your children. You shall talk of them when you sit down in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your houses and on your gates. Beloved, what the Bible is speaking about here is branding your gateways, amen? The gateways of the heart, the thrones of your soul, your mind, between your eyes is where your thinking region is, your mind, or influencing how you see things, amen? Mark of the beast, me, when Bible talk about the mark of the beast, I don't want to get um, much more. Um, we see the mark of the beast on their right hand, on their forehead. It's speaking about tampering with the way humans would be able to perceive things, the way they'll be able to judge. Amen. They will receive the full wisdom of Satan as captured in the knowledge, the true knowledge of good and evil. Hallelujah. Please, I'm not saying that there, there will not be because scripture is the word of God. So there's going to be a manifestation of these things. So for example, you were going to see how, in a way, the COVID vaccine was kind of like that, right? You couldn't buy or sell, you couldn't go anywhere, you couldn't travel unless you got the vaccine, right? Hallelujah, it is, amen? If you look at it, it fits the narrative perfectly, right? Now we know it's not the mark of the beast, right? We've already explained that. Mama saw that extensively in open book, right? We know it's not the mark of the beast, but you have to be, it don't know your rights to go and get that one, right? Hallelujah. Amen. The same thing with the name of God. Writing Jesus is Lord on my forehead. Amen. And you don't actually, Jesus' Lordship doesn't affect how you think. It doesn't affect how you reason. That's not going to do anything for you, beloved. It, I'm going to say it again. You can have Holy Ghost Zone. Amen. On your door. If Holy Ghost not in your house, it doesn't matter what stickers you put there. There's, there's cult boys. They steal money. Amen. They kill innocent children. Use them to do rituals. Then they go and build a house. Like as a house in Nikon Towers, I, I saw these letters. And I always, whenever I see that, I see um, Jesus Christ is Lord on the house. I always wonder, is this a righteous man's house or a wicked man's house? Because that name, Jesus Christ, doesn't mean anything. Because that's what I'm saying. I don't mean Jesus' name doesn't mean anything. I'm talking about that name, that, that description there doesn't mean anything. I've seen people before. They can do horrible things and they can sing. I love you, Jesus. And when I say they can do horrible, I'm not talking about mistakes. I'm talking about they are doing, who understands what I'm saying? They are doing wicked things. Wicked people. Accursed children, the Bible will call them. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Using Christ as a cover. Exactly. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so I want to end this and, oh man, <laughs> I do want to end this, don't I? <laughs>
Hallelujah. I hope you get the point though. Why am I saying this? Okay. All the tribes of God, all the streams of God, amen, the families of God, amen, they are meant to spell out his name. Do you know it would be really sad, amen, when they are taking census and you're not present? You know that statement? Oh, when the saints go marching in, oh, when the saints go marching in, oh, Lord, I will to be remembered or when the saints go again. wouldn't it be sad if they call out your number and you're not present now it's not by when they say who here wants to be a part of judah me oh i want to be in judah that's not how you respond amen how do you respond how do you discover your lineage and your tribe because this is essential for the end of the ages beloved you know the bible tells us how the bible tells us how Let's go back to Revelation chapter 7 so we can see it, okay? (laughs) Because if we're seeing here that the people that will be sealed with the name of God, (laughs) I just said it right there, right? The sealing of the name of God is what places you in your tribe. Does that make sense? Someone asked, someone someone would say this, um, I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit. You're absolutely correct, amen? Because of that, you have that genealogy in your spirit, man, right? You have that life inside of you, amen? But there is a unique expression that you are meant to give, amen? And that unique expression can only be made manifest, amen? When that life in your spirit, man, is flowing through your soul, amen? When you begin to engage with that reality that I have the life of God, I belong to a tribe in Israel, I spell out God, Paul said that we are the epistles of Christ. Amen? We are the epistles of Christ. And the Bible is saying that vision of who Jesus Christ is, write the vision and make it plain. Where? On tablets. Amen? Not stony tables of stone, amen, as in the Old Testament, but fleshy tables of the heart. Of the heart. Do you know what the name of the Lord is spelled, beloved? In our hearts. Hallelujah. That was the blessing, amen, that all all of the priests gave. It was to put God's name upon Israel. We read it before in Numbers chapter 6, right? This was the El Shaddai blessing. That Abraham used to bless Jacob, amen, where he would spell out the name of God. Hallelujah. Time, 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 and half a time. Time, 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 and half a time. Hallelujah. Let me read Psalms 40 and we'll end with this. Amen. Is this the one I'm looking for? Hey, it's not the right one. Oh, come on. I felt this beautiful stirring. Is it 41, 42? Was it Isaiah? Where does it say, My heart is indicting a good matter? Psalms 45. Forgive me, y'all. I was thinking Psalms 40. My heart is overflowing. Ugh. King James, please, that. Rugged, a good old King James. Let's go this way, guys. My heart is composing a goodly. Oh, Jesus, I have the ancient one. It's so ancient, it doesn't sound as nice. Anyways, composing a goodly matter. I speak of the verses which I have made. I'm going to go to the Passion Translation if that's available. That will be better for us. And it's not. What? Sounds 45. Why? Okay. My heart is on fire, boiling over with passion. Hmm. 
bubbling up within me are those beautiful lyrics as a lovely poem to be sung for the king. Like a river bursting its bank, I am overflowing with words spilling out into this sacred story. Beautiful, beautiful, beyond the sons of man, elegant grace pours out through every word you speak. Truly God has anointed you his favored one for all of eternity. Let me read the New King James. Oh my goodness, what, how does this happen? Keep on going somewhere else. My heart is overflowing with a good theme. I recite my composition concerning the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready. This tongue, amen, is not your physical tongue. It is out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. The tongue that in James is called an untamable beast, which when brought to the Lord, he can tame. As it says in Jeremiah chapter 17, you are fairer than the sons of men, Great is poured upon your lips. Therefore, God has blessed you forever. Ah, there's a specific translation that speaks about the name of the Lord being beautiful. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope we're seeing the picture a little bit more clearly. Amen. The inheritance, amen, of, of the people of God. Hallelujah. The inheritance of people of God is not just inheritance for inheritance sake. This is the reason why he made humanity. God wanted human beings to form this community amen of of people that look and act like him hallelujah and these individuals amen they're meant to bear unique amen traits to each stream each family tree amen as heirs amen but at the same time express unique nuances in their generations, even though they're still in the same family tree. Hallelujah. I hope this was a blessing to you. Um, I feel really short for time. Maybe it's my fault for giving too many examples, but I hope there was some understanding communicated. Amen. Um, trusting God for grace to be able to speed through these things. Amen. With the goal being more of, um, yes, we want to understand, but want to make sure that we cover this material. I think understanding is the way forward. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for joining us, beloved. Um, I want to remind you that next week um, we're continuing our trend, Ecosystem of the Age to Come. And next week, our magnificent conference kicks off. Hallelujah. The Watchman Prophetic Conference. Amen. The Watchman Prophetic Conference. Um, our theme for this year is Christ, the blueprint of future ages. Amen. Um, we're already praying towards this. As of right now, we are on a fast from 6 p.m. to 3 p.m., I believe. Yes, 6 p.m. in the evening. We fast until 3 p.m. in the afternoon. So you have a window of three hours to consume a meal for the day. It's meant to be a light fast. It was not too heavy, but there is meant to be some kind of sacrifice. Um, I want to say something I think would help. Let me stop this recording and start again. Amen. Um, there is something about heritage that took place a few days ago uh, with the passing of, of the queen. Um, I don't know if any of you knows, I know how in tune you are with prophetic things and things that are happening in the realm of the spirit, but heritage is a huge subject matter right now. And brand, people are seeing branches, people are seeing rods and scepters of family trees being allotted and given to different people. I want to encourage you to see the fact that these word for now sessions are literally words for now. 
that's what is taking place. And so when you're seeing these things at play, um, just because we're not coming to you and saying, thus says the Lord, that doesn't mean that it's not God that is speaking. Does that make sense? Just because you're seeing a human vessel that is teaching, that doesn't mean that it's not a prophecy. That doesn't mean that there's no urgency in the spirit behind what's happening now. Amen. Um, just a few things I think would help encourage y'all to show the significance of what's happening. We're in September right now. Um, Rosh Hashanah is next week as well. Amen. The Oyam Teruah, the head of the year. Rosh Hashanah, the um, have like the new year. Um, it begins with the blasting, the Feast of Trumpets. Amen. And with the blasting of trumpets that's going to take place for seven days, this continues until we head to Day of Atonement. And not too long after that, we have um, the Feast of Tabernacles. Amen. Now, um, September is always um, a year of a lot of things happening. Um, but some days that are very, very um, important, obviously, September the 23rd, amen, which I think it falls into the timeline for our conference, right? 22nd, yeah, exactly, right smack in the middle, yes, yes, okay? Um, equinox, okay, and that's a time that um, if you are in any way familiar with prophetic stuff, you know this is very important, um, the equinox, that's when um, things flip as far as like, um, let me get into that right now, hallelujah, but um, there's a few things at play here. Did you notice that the female prime minister of the UK, her name is um, Liz Mary Truss, short for Elizabeth Mary Truss. And the queen that just left, her name is Mary Elizabeth Alexandria, amen? So here you have two, okay, um, Elizabeth Marys. Okay, basically, one is Elizabeth Mary Truss, now the prime minister, and not too long after she came into office, a few days after that, Elizabeth Mary Alexandria died. So almost like there was a changing of the guard. Okay, now, this is important because Mary and Elizabeth were two women that were pregnant, all right, in unusual ways for very important things, okay, pregnancies speaking about heritage, okay. This time period that we're in right now, if you're familiar with the Maseroth, you know what, what time it is right now in the Maseroth, but on the earth, it's called the Zodiac. You know, people that do like um, astrology, what is your sign, okay? The sign for this period of time is Virgo, amen? And that speaks about a virgin, okay? And the context here is a virgin is about to give birth. Hallelujah. There is a, there is a you know, I believe the warfare has, already been concluded but i think the, you know um i'm saying it should have, well the truth is that virgo comes before libra libra means judgment i am not a subscriber to astrology of the dark side of things amen but i'm not ignorant of these things because they stole these things from us the the what you call the zodiac they're actually the 12 tribes of israel study joseph's dream study revelation chapter 12 and you see all these things laid out there amen these things they belong to us but they've been hijacked and right now the church has I'm going to say close to no comprehension of what any of these things mean, amen? And I'm not saying that in a mocking way because I'm in the same boat, right? We're all in the same boat together. God is just revealing these things to us in bits and in measures. And as we humble ourselves and make ourselves available, he would reveal even more. So I'm not saying this in a derogatory way. I'm just trying to emphasize like how there's so much ignorance of these things. It's almost a taboo to be aware of some of these things, amen? In some circles, hallelujah, but no, no, not here, right? We're in the case, hallelujah. I'm saying all these things because Elizabeth Mary Truss and Elizabeth Mary Alexandria both entered and then left office during the Virgo month. Okay, 
And the month after that is Libra, which means judgment, okay? And judgment comes around the same time as when we have um, our conference. Hallelujah, spring equinox, amen? Why am I saying this? Am I telling us to go and start checking the date and start? No, 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 no. We've discovered in the cave that our conferences, they always line up with prophetic timings and happenings. Who remembers the worship communion that we had a few days ago? Amen. The one we had about children. Amen. There was a, you know, um, Sister Topper did not share anything close to the volume of confirmation and things that are laid out as far as like the enemy, enemy's plan for the next generation. Isn't it interesting that these plans are being deployed the same period of time as we're having this talk about heritages? Isn't it interesting that the conference theme is also Christ, the blueprint of the ages, of the generations? Amen. Does that make sense? I'm trying to point us to something, okay? These things that are being taught, they're not being taught so that we can have, wow, 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 and go about our lives like, wow, and there's no fruits of these things. One of what I'm saying, okay? There is actually an intended goal, and it looks like the Lord is taking us seriously. Amen. I'm saying all these things to encourage us, amen, to actually apply our hearts. And this fast that we're on, okay, actually apply our hearts to wisdom, amen, in actually going through the fast. We're not looking for how to get by. No, we actually are expecting a download from heaven during this conference, amen. I think I should stop right there as far as like the things or whatever. But there's so many things that happened. There was a full moon. There was a harvest moon on the 10th. The time when it was the 8th to, through the 10th. I think the 10th was when we had the worship communion. Yes, hallelujah. And there's so many other things that took place or whatever. There's only two more full moons. We won't get into that right now, but, um, and I'm not telling you to go and start studying astrology, amen? Study your Bible. You will see from the Bible and prayer, the Holy Spirit will begin to lead you. After a while, you see patterns in the way he's leading you. And through those patterns, the way he's leading you, you can understand that, oh, he's trying to build something into me. From the scriptures, you can now tell what he's trying to do. I explained this before about reading patterns in your life from the scriptures. You know, we saw in the cave that our conferences, that when the Lord would tell us, do this conference now, have this meeting here. When it seemed like a spontaneous instruction, they were always lining up with the Jewish feasts. Even some meetings, I didn't know about the Feast of Hanukkah. I knew about it supernaturally when we were praying, when I had this vision about God and the pixels, amen? It was during Hanukkah that happened, hallelujah. There is so much more that can be said, but I hope you've been blessed, beloved. I hope this is encouraging you, amen, um, especially in your pursuit of discovery of your inheritance, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Hallelujah. There is so much that God has in store for us, and God doesn't want us to just know these things with our heads. Amen. I couldn't get into warfare with um, heritage and stuff or whatever, but I think we can round this up for today, right? Hallelujah. If you've been blessed, amen, can we just thank the Lord? Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you're doing at this time. In this season, Lord God, you're bringing us to a time of understanding who you are as a blueprint of future ages. Lord, you are giving us control over the ecosystems of this age and the age to come. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you're doing in our hearts and in our minds. Thank you, Lord, for this special time in the word and in prayer and word for now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us, beloved. I'm so grateful that you could, you know, take time aside to hang out with us, even this far. Jesus loves you. Have a blessed night. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs>